I'm Nicholas Bornolis, president of Capital Link, and I would like to welcome you to Capital Link's trending news podcast series. In this podcast series, we have the opportunity to discuss with company management on recent news and announcements they have made. And today, we have with us uh, Mr. Pankaj Kana, the chief executive officer of Heidmar. With almost four decades of experience, Heidmar provides commercial management for the seaborne transportation of bulk commodities. Now, Heidmar specializes primarily in oil transportation and is expanding also in dry bulk and technical services. Now, just recently, uh, Heidmar announced a transformational joint venture with capital ship management in the tanker industry. So our discussion is going to follow to focus on this development. So Pankaj, welcome and congratulations again for this major and transformational uh, deal. If I'm not mistaken, during the four decades that Heidmar has been in operation, it had achieved at the peak about 130 vessels under commercial management. But following successive changes in ownership, that number dwindled down to seven vessels when you took over Heidmar as the sole shareholder in uh, 2020. Now, since then, you expanded the managed fleet to 25 vessels, and this number will now expand to about 60. So clearly, this is a tremendous moment for you, uh, a moment of uh, triumph. Uh, can you share with us what are the initiatives and the steps that you have taken to build the company since 2020 uh, to revitalize the platform and the product offering to the point that you could conclude such a major transaction with capital? And as we know, capital is one of the prime and most demanding operators in the space. So the floor is yours. Uh, good morning, Nicholas. Thanks a lot. Uh, the long introduction. Uh, I want to say that, you know, numbers is not necessarily a thing for pools, you know, for pools, uh, profitability should be a key criteria, at least as a shareholder. I think uh, from a pool participant standpoint, uh, there are different drivers in how an owner will select a pool, but definitely from a pool uh, company in terms of ownership, uh, numbers is not necessarily the best criteria because, uh, I mean, we could be operating 130 small ships and the profitability would be much, much less than operating 60 VLCCs, for example. So I think uh, it's important that we focus more on whether Hydmar is profitable or not. And I can tell you that even in last year, in 2021, with only 30 vessels under management, we still were profitable. And that too in a market which was very, very weak. So coming to the deal that was announced uh, about 10 days ago now. Uh, so, I mean, basically, uh, you know, this business is about relationships. As you know, I started as a cadet on a ship. Uh, I'm today running Hydmar. And I did not get here because uh, somebody gave me $10, $20 million to start this company or any other company. It's basically all about relationships and your reputation. Uh, it's about being able to deliver on what you say. So uh, uh, Mr. Vigelis Maranakis and I go back almost 16 years. Uh, I sold him a couple of vessels way back in 2004. Uh, we have a lot of history in between uh, all these years as well. And so there is an element of trust between uh, Mr. Maranakis and myself. 
And uh, so when I was uh, discussing with him about the prospects for Hydemar and what we could do with, uh, with the company, uh, you know, he believes in the Hydemar platform. He was a member of Hydemar way back in the early 2000s with some Panamax tankers. And he, to this day, remembers the transparency uh, uh, basically provided by Heidmar, the platform, uh, the ease uh, to understand the ratings, the transparency of the reports, uh, the daily reporting system and the daily page we have and so on and so forth. So he was quite keen to revitalize that platform and to basically use that platform uh, to grow. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, th this is what it's all about is that uh, in this market today, you cannot uh, be an owner and be totally successful, uh, an owner of tankers, if you're running a fleet of 10, 20, 30 uh, vessels, because the competition is changing. In the last five years, if you look at pools, uh, you have pools which are operating, uh, I mean, as many as 250 ships in some pools. So uh, where the customers have grown larger and larger through consolidation, uh, the uh, tanker market is also moving in that direction with consolidation. And pooling, I think, is a better way of consolidating than uh, in terms of consolidating ownership. Ownership brings with it other complications, as we have seen, and I don't need to comment on that. Uh, some are successful, some are not. There are cultural issues, whether you can successfully integrate uh, companies together or not. But whereas on a pooling aspect is something completely different, and commercial, uh, uh, putting commercial together makes a lot of sense. So uh, from my standpoint, when I had the opportunity to take Hydemar uh, and uh, use it as a platform, basically we started with about six, seven vessels, we were six, seven people. Uh, and I had to uh, literally destroy the company to restart it. So we built it down to the basics. We went back to the drawing board and we started from scratch. What, uh, and we built up from there. Obviously, the digital platform that Hydemar has is the base of everything that we do. The transparency that we provide to the owners is provided through the platform and also in terms of the ethos of the company. It runs through pretty much everything that we do. Uh, and we built up from there. But if you ask me, how did we go from the 6 to the 30 to the 60? It's relationship, relationship, relationship. This is a relationship business and there's no other way to do this business. And pools particularly are all about relationship. When you have, when you have a ship in the pool and you have a problem, if your pool operator is going to take you back to clause number 56 B1, you have a problem. If you have a pool like Hydemar, which is a relationship based pool, we are successful because we work basis relationship. If you want to position your ship for a dry dock, we're not going to screw you and put you in, let's say Singapore and say, okay, go do your dry dock in China, come back in Singapore when you're done and we'll take your ship back. So Hydemar is a relationship business and we build it up from there, which is why we are successful. Let me reinforce what you said. Clearly it's relationship, 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 but I know you for a long time, and I would also add, it's also quality, 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 because no one is going to sacrifice a relationship for a quality that isn't there. So yeah, I think it's a combination of two that you bring to the table. Anyway, that's a softball, but it's also uh, reality. But let, let me ask you, let, let's go now to the transaction. Capital ship management is contributing 32 tankers to the various pools, and its commercial team is also joining Heidmark. So can you take us through the details of this uh, transaction? 
Yes, so uh, capital essentially has 32 tankers right now, uh, including vessels on the water and new buildings, uh, which are spread across VLCC, Aframax, MRs, and one small tanker. Basically, all 32 vessels will be joining the Hydemar pools. Uh, in addition to that, all their commercial people, which is uh, seven chartering staff and uh, three people in operations, will also be joining Hydemar as Hydemar employees. So uh, as of this morning, uh, seven people have joined over here in Athens. There are another three who have joined in, uh, in London. So 10 people have uh, come across and they signed Hydemar contracts. Uh, and uh, they will be sitting in our offices. And the great thing is that we've got, uh, or we have uh, taken over or inherited 10 talented, productive people. So this is not back office staff. We're not talking about accounting or you know th that kind of uh, functions. We're basically talking about commercial people. So it's uh, seven chartering, three in operations, which obviously reinforces the team uh, to make it where we are now, 35 people across the board in Hydemar, located in Singapore, Athens, and London, uh, and of which I would say predominantly most of the people are in chartering order operations. I mean, we have 10 chartering staff now, we have about 10 operators. So it's a very strong commercial team with a lot of depth on the bench. So how many pools do you have and uh, what types of vessels do you have in them? Yeah, so effectively, we'll be operating across the board in all, almost all tanker sectors. But where we will have, uh, let's say, some scale and strength, uh, we will be operating the uh, pool of uh, VLCCs with about 12 ships. We have uh, eight Suez Maxes. We've got about 12 Aframax stroke LR2s. And then we'll be close to about 10 MRs as well. Uh, we are also quite strong in the small vessel sector. So we have a seahorse pool, which basically is 10 to 19,000 ton uh, general purpose and chemical vessels as well. So the expertise of Hydemar now is quite deep in, in the sense that we have good size pools on the large crude sectors, but we are also uh, developing a fledgling uh, uh, presence on the product side. Uh, and on the product side, some of the people we have are with very deep experience. One of the persons who have come across from capital is 20 years experience on the product on, on MRs in particular. So Pankaj, let, let me ask you, currently there are several tanker pools out there, uh, larger and also, you know, quality operations. Uh, so clearly owners have a choice. Now, following this transaction, what are the competitive advantages or the enhanced competitive advantages that you're offering um, to potential clients and why should they join your pools? I think uh, pooling basically boils down to trust. I mean, there is no pool company out there that can do magic. I mean, if the market is 10, you cannot produce numbers at 15 and 20. Uh, you can do marginally better than market uh, as all pools do. I think the differential between pools on the numbers is small. I mean, obviously we live and die by the numbers, but on an annual basis, I think the differential on the pools is not that large. What makes a difference is how the pool company is gonna treat you when the market's not good, when you have a problem with the vessel and so on and so forth. And, and so that's one aspect. The other aspect is simplicity. You don't want a pool that is extremely complex. You want to be able to understand all the numbers. 
And the third part is obviously trust. I mean, you know, you are giving your expensive asset. If I'm taking a Swiss Max uh, 2020 build, an asset worth $70 million, you are going to entrust Heidmar or another pool to run that asset. You have to trust the person running it. You have to trust the fact that if tomorrow something goes wrong, you're able to call, pick up the phone and talk to the CEO of the company and ask them what's going on and hold them accountable. And that's the differential that Heidmar offers. One of the reasons why we were successful last year is that I am personally involved in the business on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, we took over 15 ships from a company that was basically bankrupt and being liquidated. Ships were in layer for a year or two. We basically went in there and offered bespoke solutions for all of those vessels. And we were able to successfully reactivate the vessels and trade the vessels, which not only enhanced the fact that they've made earnings during this time, but also they were able to sell the ships at much, much better prices than they would have if we had not been involved. So I think the choice of Heidmar boils down to how we offer, what we offer in terms of transparency, the ethos of transparency that runs through the organization, the trust that people have in the simple Heidmar system. I mean, effectively, you can go online to our eFleet watch and you can see exactly what your ship is doing on a voyage. You can see the same for other voyages that are going on in the pool. Your rating system is very simple and transparent. And you don't just see the rating for your vessel, you see the ratings for all the vessels. So nobody can game the system. And that's a very critical point as well to be able to see. So I think that's the comparative advantage of Heidmar. I mean, we are obviously located in Singapore, London, Athens, and uh, we have uh, the scale and the experience to be able to fix any type of tanker out there. So in our discussion, you have made repeated uh, references to relationship, trust, um, and transparency. And also another thing that came up in your communications is that following this transaction, the pools will have an owner's mind when it comes to maximizing earnings for participants. So can you elaborate on this? Yeah, so I think there are two things which are very important to uh, deliver the transparency. And uh, Heidmar was the first company in pooling going back 18 years ago to start the digitalization process. So we basically, uh, at that point, uh, Fritz Heidenreich started the system called eFleet Watch. This is the system that we work on today. We just relaunched the system last year in September on a new platform. So effectively, everything that we do uh, in Heidmar is on the platform. We don't use any Excel sheets or databases and so on. So this uh, system is used by the chartering guys, the operators, the claims, the accounting, and so on and so forth. In addition, and most importantly, the pool partners have access to the system. So they can log into the system. And as, as I said, they can see the voyages. There's a daily page which tells them what's going on in the market, what pool ships are open, what pool ships are being fixed at, how the chartering guys looking at the market, it does he think is going up, going down, so on. So you have a feel of the market. The transparency also comes from, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, you have access to all your reports. You don't just see your results. You see the results of the pool and all the ships in the pool and so on and so forth. And if anyone wants more information as well, we're fully open to providing that. And also at the end of the year, all the pools are audited by one of the big four uh, auditors. So you have a complete audit and a trail and track of every penny that came into the pool. 
uh, in terms of the owner mindset, I think that's a very important aspect to mention. And what do we mean by that? So recently we were taking over two vessels just last week. Uh, the owner gave the vessel to a third party tech manager. Uh, we asked the owner, is the vessel ready in all respect to take over? The owner said, yes. And then when we went in and said, okay, we're fixing a cargo, palm oil, is the heating system ready? And the tech managers who had said yes, yes, yes to everything, then uh, came up and said, oh, sorry, it's not ready. So we are the ones who then had to initiate the whole thing, like what do we need for the heating, et cetera. And the earnings differential between having the heating and not having the heating is 100% different in earnings. So we basically don't just work as a commercial manager then and say, okay, guys, your ship is not ready. Go away, get your ship ready, come back and we'll let you, you know, then we will see what to do with the vessel. So we've worked with the owner to basically get the ship reactivated and fixed right away. Now we have another vessel who needed to dry dock the vessel in Turkey. We don't just say, okay, well, if you have to do that, it's going to cost you X, Y, Z. We're going to re-deliver your ship here. We're going to throw you out of the pool and you go and do whatever you have to do. So we basically worked with the owner to position the ship for the dry docks to make sure that the, uh, uh, the voyages are optimized so they don't lose a lot of money from uh, repositioning and so on and so forth. And, and there are many examples I can give you. For example, sire inspections. In this era of COVID, oil companies are very reluctant to go out and do sire inspections for owners who have one or two vessels. But when Hydemar picks up the phone, because the oil company knows we're managing 30, 60 vessels and we have a long relationships, they turn up. So the way we work with the owners is very, very different. We are not a post-fixture op uh, operations. We are a real owner's operation. Most of my people in operations are captains with seafaring experience. So for example, if we are cleaning ships, my operations guys will give instructions to the ship in terms of what are the cleaning cycles, how many hours to clean, what chemicals to use, and we provide the chemicals to do it. So the mindset in terms of how we work is very different from some of the other pools. So let me go to the next question. You have now um, 60 vessels under management. Now with 32 vessels, out of a total of 60 under commercial management, capital ship management will have a commanding presence in the pools. Is this an advantage or is it a deterrent for new potential participants? Well, so first of all, to clarify, it's not 32 vessels in one pool, right? So uh, there are 10, 12 VLCCs, there are eight Aframaxes, there are five, uh, 11 MRs eventually and so on. So it's not a, a major presence in one pool. Uh, and then secondly, when you look at any of the pools, uh, for example, Maersk, uh, Maersk has 200 vessels under management, probably 150 are their own vessels. Scorpio has 240 vessels under management, out of which 150 are their own vessels. So having a keystone uh, or cornerstone uh, pool partner is a way to start and get a scale. Where our pools are, again, going back to the transparency is that you have a rating system. The rating uh, criteria is clear, is documented, it's sent to everybody. When we do the ratings and the pull points, all of the ratings are laid out for each one. So whether it's your ship, a capital ship or a third party vessels, everything is documented. So there is no way to game the system. So for me, I think it's a, a, it's a very strong uh, recommendation from, as you said earlier, capital is a very exacting uh, pool member to have. 
but it's not just them. Every pool member is exacting in terms of what they want. They're very particular about the earnings. We live and die with our numbers. So having a strong pool partner with an owner mindset who's looking at the numbers all the time is the same as all the pool partners that we have had in the past. So it's not, there's no pool partner you have who just lets you go and says, take my ship and I will speak to you in a year's time. It just doesn't happen. You're right. Actually, you know, once you join the pool, everybody gets equal treatment. And obviously, the larger the pool, uh, the better it, it is in terms of uh, efficiency and effectiveness and bottom line orientation. So let me ask you, uh, what is your expansion strategy in the tanker space? Obviously, now you've gone from 25 to 60 vessels. I'm sure you have ambition for more. Any particular strategy or... Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I mean, every uh, pool has a certain optimum number of vessels that you would like to trade. Uh, so, for example, on VLCCs, ideally, I would have uh, at least 20 odd chips. Uh, and that has to do with not just my desire to have larger pool, larger income, it's more about, uh, you know, how to optimize the earnings. I want to have COAs uh, and to uh, service a COA optimally. I need at least 20 vessels to be you know the right place at the right time so uh, effectively we want to grow scale also has many other advantages i mean for example one of the key criteria going forward is going to be carbon offsets and uh, how do you go out and trade carbon and create these carbon offsets if you are a one two three ship owner or even with a, sh a ship owner who has 10 or 20 vessels it's going to be difficult so for example uh, heidmar we have already set up agreements with Macquarie where we could uh, trade car, uh, call, let's say, draw down on carbon offsets that have been provided by Macquarie. And they will do that business with us because we have a working capital line with them. So we have a credit rating and a uh, credit line with them. That is not possible for a smaller pool to do uh, effectively. I mean, obviously all of that can be done, but not effectively. So for us, the strategy is to grow. Uh, and in each pool, the optimum number of vessels is different. And how we're going to grow is basically, again, it's a factor of two things uh, or a few things. It's uh, relationships, it's trust, and it's uh, performance. And people look at the performance that we have offered over the last several decades, but also over the last year. And you know, today I can tell you that our Swiss Max performance as compared to the peers is the best. I was just with an owner this afternoon. This told us that we did not say it. So it's your performance, it's execution, it's the trust and the transparency that will get us more vessels. You're right. And I think at the end of the day, as you mentioned repeatedly, you live and die by the numbers. The numbers are there, they're transparent. And I think that is a major anchor for you to uh, as part of your strategy. So concluding question, uh, any other initiatives you're contemplating? You had mentioned about dry bulk, about technical services, anything else? I mean, I know you have a full plate right now, uh, especially in the tanker play, uh, space, but do you plan anything else outside the tanker space? Yes, I mean, uh, you know, for me, uh, diversification is also important in terms of opening up some other revenue stream, but which are complementary. So dry bulk is one. We already have hired two chartering staff uh, on dry bulk, one in Athens, one in Oslo. And we'll be offering commercial management services on that. Eventually, we'll be starting pools in the dry bulk side as well. And then on the technical services, there are two aspects of it. One is obviously the, you know, my background in offshore 
when I look at what the offshore industry is, and when I say offshore, I mean uh, the drilling side of the business, which is which basically works to very exacting, very high safety standards. And then when I look at the marine, which is shipping, uh, there's a big difference in terms of how things work, not just in terms of the day-to-day -day operations, but also in terms of maintenance, so on and so forth. So I think there is some things that we could bring from the offshore side into the marine side, which would be complementary. But also, I think on the ship management, uh, we could offer ship management, which has more of an owner's mindset. Uh, we currently work with many uh, different ship managers. And I think uh, uh, there is something to be said with a ship owner who is more smaller, more boutique, and has uh, a commercial mindset uh, to ship management, not just the technical mindset. Because the technical managers, all they are working to is they want to basically get to the budget that we provide them and stay within the budget and do absolutely what is required to comply with the regulations. Whereas where I'm working towards is how do I maximize the earnings from that asset? How do I make that asset so that when I sell it, I get the most optimum price for that vessel? That's my driver and that's the owner's driver. So I think we want to do ship management, but with an owner's mindset. So those are the two main initiatives at this point that we're working towards. Pankaj, thank you very much for uh, this very interesting discussion. I think we covered a lot of uh, ground. Um, let us conclude uh, our discussion. Again, thank you. And uh, to our uh, viewers, for more information on Hydemar, please visit the company's website at www.hydemar.com. Thank you again. Thanks, Nicholas.